0: Thanks for tuning in to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. It would mean the world to us if you could help us spread the gospel message of Jesus by subscribing to, sharing, and leaving a review on this podcast. We are believing to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. Thanks and enjoy this week's message. This morning, I want to talk to you guys about faith for healing. Faith for healing. Jesus called healing good works. The early church disciples called healing an act of kindness. When we come to God, we're not giving Him reasons to heal us. Already 2,000 years ago plus, He decided to pay for our healing. What we need to do is we need to understand His promises and His will. It's in his word. He left it for us. Our God is a healer by name, Jehovah Rapha, and he's a healer by nature. God heals because it's his goodness. It's in his compassion to heal. It's in his kindness and mercy to heal. Healing is not our idea. Healing is God's idea. Even before Jesus came to earth, God made up his mind to heal us. 700 years Before Jesus was even born, Isaiah prophesied that by his stripes we are healed. God healed in the New Testament and God healed in the Old Testament. Now, you will not get healed because you are good, and you will not get healed because you are bad. You will only get healed because of what Jesus Christ did for you. And did for me. Come on. I want to tell us that healing only will happen because we believe in what Jesus Christ has done. That is the foundation for healing. Amen. And healing happens by faith. Somebody say, healing will happen. By faith. So, it's not by our works. If you have your Bible, you can open up to Acts chapter three, verse twelve. This is the story where Peter and John he heals the cripple at the lame at the gate. And Acts three twelve says this. So when so when they saw it. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people. said, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or or why do you look so intently at us? As though through our own power or godliness, we made this man walk. Peter was saying, look, it's not our works. It's the works of Christ. It's not even our godliness. You know, I want to help you guys, some of you guys here. You don't have to earn your healing. Not... By your holiness, you will be healed. Not by your righteousness, you will be healed. You will be healed by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Now, in Acts three sixteen, it says, And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, faith that comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you. All healing will only occur by faith. Church, our God is a faith God. God requires faith from us. Hebrews says it like this it's impossible to please Him without faith. Now, faith is simple. Faith is simple. It's coming to God. It's coming to God for His help and believing that He will and able to help us. Amen? So, in order to be healed or to to receive healing or to pray for somebody for healing, it takes faith and then it takes action. Somebody say faith Faith. and action. James 2.14 says it like this. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds, actions? Can faith save them? James 2.26 says, For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Think about this, church. You can have genuine faith, but if you don't step out on what you believe, if you don't exercise the faith that you believe on the inside, it is dead, meaning no good, meaning not helping you. Faith and action produces the miracle. Amen? And the third one I want to talk about is, if you're going to ask God to heal you, or if you're going to pray for somebody for healing, then you must be all in meaning you must trust him and not be double-minded not be on the fence James 1 6, 7 says it like this but let him ask in faith nothing wavering that's the New King James Version NIV says it like this but when you ask you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. People that doubt are people who don't know or understand what God's will is. Deep down in their heart, they don't know if God wants me well or if God wants me sick. Maybe God is teaching me something through this. They don't have one belief. They have many beliefs. They are double-minded. They are not sure on the inside if God is, wants to heal him or he doesn't want to heal him. So they're double-minded. They have many, many, many... They're going in different directions on the inside. In order to have firm faith for healing, you need to understand what God's will is for you. <laughs> Amen? How will you have firm faith if you're double-minded on the inside, and the Bible says it like this, don't let him think he will receive anything from the Lord. When you come to God, you must come in faith. You and faith just believes what the Word of God says, and we're gonna we're gonna get into this. So let's talk about this. If you believe that it's God's will for you to have sickness, to have pain, you're not going to have firm faith to resist it. If you believe it's God's will for you to have that sickness, for you to have that pain, and that God is teaching you something through it, then you might as well stop taking medication, stop going to the doctors, learn your lesson. Why would you want to go against God's will by going to the doctor and taking medicine? I'm talking about. I'm talking to those that believe that God is teaching them something through that problem. Then why are you fighting God? Don't go to the doctor. Don't resist His will. I'm talking to those that believe like that. If you think that God gives sickness or pain, and that is that is from God, and it's such a blessing, then you should pray that your mom gets cancer. And your dad gets a tumor, your brother gets arthritis, and your sisters get fibroids, and your friends be struck with blindness. Now, that's insanity if, if for somebody to think like that. But we know that deep down inside, even of each one of us, God didn't, God put life on the inside of us that. That wants to live. Amen? Just that drive for life on the inside of us. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna look at what God's will is. We're gonna look at what God's will is. He left it for us. It's in His Word. The Bible calls it the Old and the New Testament. Now, you know what the word Testament means? It means the will. For example, I have a baby boy, just five and a half weeks old, come on, firstborn, so excited. Now listen to me carefully, I'm as a father, when I will pass away, I will leave my baby boy my will for him, meaning his inheritance, whatever he will inherit after I leave. Whatever I have left, I will will it to my baby boy. And so God willed his perfect will for you and for me after he left the earth. What we will inherit. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Do you guys know that our God is a good man? So let's look at the Old Testament and then the New Testament. God healed in the Old Testament. I'm going to go real quick through it. In Genesis, Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech and his wife. So so they could have children again. Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord granted his prayer. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Hannah received healing from barrenness in response to the personal prayers. And Eli, the priest's declarations. Elijah raised a widow's son from the dead. Elijah granted a child to the former barren Shumanite woman. In 2 Kings, Naaman, the commander of the king's Aram army, was healed of leprosy after following Elisha's instructions. Job prayed for his friends and was personally healed. Nebuchadnezzar looked to heaven and was healed from insanity. Aaron stopped the plague, which killed 14,700 people by offering incense and making atonement for the people. Moses made a bronze snake, and anyone that looked at it lived. And Psalms 105, 37 says, And he also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Now, think about this. When the children of Israel left Egypt, when they ate the Passover lamb, which was a representation of Jesus, the miraculous healing that they experienced in their body, the Bible says, there was none feeble among them. None. That was the Old Testament, which was a type and a shadow of Jesus Christ of the New Testament. Imagine the the miraculous healing that God did in the Old Testament. Now, we're going to jump into the New Testament, and we're going to see what God did in the New. In the miracle life of Jesus, there was 41 instances of healing in the gospel. But we're not not going to look at what Jesus did. We're going to look at what his disciples did. In Matthew, Jesus summoned his disciples, 12 of them, and he gave them authority and unclean authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. In Luke, he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. In Matthew, he says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Luke 9, 6 says, departing, they began going through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. In Mark, it says, and they were casting out many demons and were anointing With oil, many sick people and healing them. This is talking about the disciples, not even Jesus. And if we continue to look at Jesus' life, John says, 21-25, Jesus did many other things. If every one of them were recorded, I suppose not even the whole world would have room for the books to be written about Jesus. But going back to what the disciples were doing, Jesus said this in Mark 16, they will lay hands on the sick And they will recover. Acts 4, the disciples prayer was, extend your hand to heal that signs, wonders would take place through your holy servant, Jesus. Acts 5, also the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together, bringing people who were sick or afflicted with unclean spirits and they were, and they were all being healed. Acts 8, for in this case, many who had unclean spirits were coming out of them shouting with a loud voice and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. Acts 3, Peter and John heals the crippled person. Acts 14, at Lystra, a man was sitting who had no strength in his feet, lame from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke, who... When he had fixed his gaze on him, he had, he had seen that he had faith to be made well. Said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he leaped and began to walk. Acts 29. And it happened that the father of Pubulus was lying in bed, afflicted with a recurrent fever. And Paul went in to see him. And after he had prayed, he laid hands on him and healed him. After this had happened, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases were coming to him and were getting healed. That's the Old and the New Testament. Can somebody say God is good? You know, I read you many scriptures Because faith comes from hearing, and hearing comes from the Word of God. I'm not sharing to you my opinion. I'm sharing to you God's will for your life. My opinion doesn't matter, but God's will does. And His will is only grounded in His Word. Now, let's go back to look at the life of Jesus. When Jesus walked on earth, He didn't give one person a sickness or a pain. The only pain that Jesus inflicted was on those that he drove out in the temple with a whip. Now, that was was when Jesus walked on earth. He came to the temple and he drove out everything in the temple that didn't belong. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say amen? Jesus is willing to drive out everything in our bodies that does not belong, which includes sickness, which includes demons, which includes anything that is not of Him. Amen? Why would Jesus give you a sickness or a pain when He took it upon Himself in Isaiah 53? Acts 10.38 says this, Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. John 1.38 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. I'm speaking these words because I want you to get grounded inside of you so you don't be double-minded, so when it comes time for you to pray for healing, you can stand firmly in faith. And not believe the lies of the enemy that's telling you, well, maybe God is teaching you something through, or maybe it's God's will for you to remain in this condition. God is our solution. He's not our problem. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy sickness steals our health pain steals our strength it takes our money it takes our time it takes our our joy it puts a strain on relationships it stops a person from working from providing for his family you think that's God's will for a person not to provide for a person to be helpless now there's no sickness in heaven if if it was God's will to give people sickness then heaven would be deformed. Heaven would be would be filled, filled with crippled people, lame. But the Bible says God is light, and in him there's no darkness. Do you know that in heaven there will not even be a shadow? There's no shadows because God lights everything up. On earth, we have shadows. There's no sickness in God to give. Now you can open the door up to sickness by a, B, C, D, but we all know that sickness came from the from the fall when Adam and Eve opened the door, and if it was voluntary or involuntary, however it came, it came through the fall, because in the beginning when God made Adam and Eve, he made them perfect, and God said it was good. John 3, 1, 2 says this, Dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting well. Exodus 15, 26 says this, For I am the Lord who heals you. Psalms 103, 2, 3 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Our God is also called a Redeemer. A Redeemer is a person who redeems, meaning someone who repays, recovers, saves, exchanges something for something else. If it was was only for our soul or our spirits that were in need of redemption, then Jesus would never receive stripes on his back in Isaiah 53 that paid for our healing. Now, God in Jesus Christ, when he came down, You know, on the cross, Jesus Christ paid the price for your sins and your salvation. But before the cross, Jesus was tied to a whipping post and he had stripes on his back. Now, God didn't need to stop by that, that that car stop or whatever, however you want to call it. He didn't need to do that. But he did it because he wanted to redeem not only your sins, not only your salvation, your internal salvation. But he also wanted to redeem your healing in your body, emotional, spiritual, physical. The crown of thorns were for the curses. He made those pit stops because in his atonement, it was the full package deal. Amen. It was not just salvation of soul. I mean, not just salvation for the forgiveness of sins. Now, you see, church, we have such a strong faith to believe God for the salvation of souls. How many of you guys in here, raise your hands. If you believe that it's God's will to heal, I mean, if it's God's will to forgive everyone of their sins. Lift up your hands if you, I mean, look at it. Look around, look around. See, you deeply believe that God, I'm, I'm talking about deeply in your heart, you believe that it's God's will to save everyone. But how many of you guys believe it's God's will to heal everyone? Okay, a lot of you guys are raising it up because you, you heard my message. But if I, if I told you that before my message, a lot of you guys probably wouldn't lift up your hands. See, we develop firm faith for salvation. But we need to develop firm faith for healing. Job 19.25 says, I know that my Redeemer lives. Does your body need redemption? Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Jesus was and still is the great physician. And I love what James 5.14 says. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith with, will heal the sick. Now, I love that God doesn't discriminate. He says, is, is, there one, is there anyone who is sick? Is the word anyone mean anyone? Does it only mean special people? Does it only mean men? Does it only mean women? Does it only mean children? The word anyone includes you and includes me. But, but our God is a faith God. And if you want to receive healing, oh, not even, let's put healing aside. If you want to receive anything from God, you must come to him by faith. And faith is believing what the word of God says, standing on it, hearing it, obeying it, putting action to your faith, and receiving the promises. If it's suddenly or if it's in the process of time. If it's suddenly or if it's in the process of time, however it happens, you still have to stand in faith. Amen? One man of God said it like this, faith begins where the will of God is known. Now, I just released all that that you would have faith to believe Him for your healing. Amen. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's message. If you like what you've heard, you can find more of this great content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and even Pinterest. In other words, we would love to connect with you for the latest and greatest info on all conferences and internships. Remember, better is not good enough, the best is yet to come.